This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Checky show, we're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Checky show. Ralph Nader. Hello, Ralph Nader. Can I help you? Hi, Ralph. Uh, I'm just a random person calling. Uh, I'm sorry, you. this is not Ralph Nader. I just have Tourette's. And oh. I say Ralph Nader randomly okay. before I enter the phone. I Standalone fruit. All right. Well, thank you for that uh, amazing beginning. Homoquiescical. Okay. I see. You have the Tourette's and you say many terrible things. Is that correct? I do. White power. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm sorry that your Tourette's. Let's is gone start crazy. this phone call again. Hi, Eric Clapton. Can I help you? Oh, hi, Eric Clapton. How are you? Oh, uh, good. Would you be interested in keeping uh, the UK white? Oh, well, sorry. I said that once at a concert, but apparently I've been forgiven. You did? All it takes is a kid falling out the window, and you can do anything. Did he really say keep UK white? Uh, Something to that effect, yes. Wait, what did he say? Well, you got to look it up now, because I ain't got quota. Uh, I got my quota of racism, but I ain't no quota of racism. Hi, Eric Clapton. Can I help you? Hi, Eric. I was just wondering how you're doing today. I'm great. Excellent. I'm one of the best guitar players ever. In a very small circle of guitar players. I see. Apparently, all the people who think I'm great have never heard of John Schofield. Is that true? Or John McLaughlin. Or any other number of Johns that are uh, unspoken of, like John Abercrombie. It's very interesting that you're so... uh, I'm hung up on Johns, man, who play guitar. I'm so glad you're humble, though, Eric Clapton. I'm hung up on Johns. Glenn Johns, that is. Ah, white splaining is that a thing? Uh, apparently, what according is black splaining? Does that exist? No, I'm of course sure it not. does. Apparently, he has apologized for his racist past, uh, and who he cannot be reached. Sorry, Eric Clapton cannot be reached right now. We have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to. We have some pauses here because the internet is terrible. Right. Well, he apologized for his racist past, which is fine. Uh, now, what's Brian May gonna do about his most recent statement? Hold on one second, please. I can only do one thing You apologize for uh, wrecking your anus? Please hold. Uh, recently, the Daily Beast reported that Clapton was at a Q&A after his biographical documentary, Eric Clapton, Life in 12 Bars, aired. Wait, Clapton was at a Q&A? OMG. Uh, the film showed footage of Clapton chanting racial slurs such as coons and wogs, which Whoa, is short wait for a gollywogs. This goes on even further. This goes further than I know. And saying, England is for white people at a 1976 concert in the British city of Birmingham. Yeah, when you drink enough, you get things confused. It was supposed to be a tricks commercial. He was just supposed to say, tricks are for kids. But he got a little carried away. I see. England is for white people was just a commercial for cereal. Well, apparently... He's in the... I mean, this was 1976. Ah, yes, back when we were woke. 
Uh, there you go. Make, so make uh, the UK white again. Mukwa. Mukwa. What? Mukwa. What's mukwa? Make UK white again. Oh. Mukwa. I see. What? Guess what? It's never going to happen. Nope. They lost that opportunity in 76. They've been invaded, apparently. So uh, that's why I don't really care about the UK. Uh, those folks have to get their shit together. And I know many of them are trying, but... Uh, I was going to uh, write a book called I'm Okay, You're UK. Oh, okay. And it was like a self-help, you know, feel-good thing. Kind of like, you know, I'm okay, you're okay. Mm. But it was more towards the English people. I'm okay, you're UK. Yes. Get it? All you people over 60? I'm I get going it. to Est next weekend. You want to? Let's restart Est. Come on, let's piss in a bottle. Uh, Are you into Est? I knew someone went to Est. Who? It was out of his fucking gourd. Who? I'm not saying. You know, Robin Quivers went to Est. Oh, Jesus. May I suggest? I think oh, she yeah. wrote about it in the book. To Est his own. And then that dude who did Est yeah. started, Tony Robbins. started something else. Like landmark education something or other. I think we've that talked about that in the shady. past. Probably yeah. We probably have because I love to recirculate small topics. No, no but Est. I mean like in like 2004 or something. You know, that's a long time ago. So the guy, so I, I did a stint at some small production company. It wasn't interning. It was just trying to learn how to edit and uh, film stuff or whatever. And the guy who ran that, the guy who made low ball was huge in, into that ridiculous uh, second est thing, the landmark education pyramid of steal your money. Oh my god! It was a whole other pyramid scheme, and like he had to. It, it's it's ridiculous. It's like it's kind of like I guess Scientology. I think they kind of featured something like that in a uh, bad Burt Reynolds movie for a minute. Did they? Yeah, isn't that... What's that movie where Burt Reynolds is kind of constantly trying to kill himself? The End, starring Burt Reynolds as a man who's about to die. What's that supposed to mean? It means lying in the ground with dirt on your face and holding your breath forever. Facing death, he's determined to commit suicide. That's right, baby. Even if it kills him. I'm in love with the idea of killing myself. You're sure having a hard time doing it. Will you come on? Okay, the second thought. Burt Reynolds in The End, rated R. Now playing at a theater near you, check your newspaper for listing. Oh. And then at one point he's at a, one of those meetings and he's pissing in a... Uh, oh, is that what you're talking he about? A, yeah, he has a thing down his leg that he's peeing in. Because you know, the part of Est was you had to deprive yourself of like, you know, I don't know, maybe deprive yourself of... Your wallet. Norm, of normalcy. Oh. So you couldn't go to the bathroom when you had to. And you'd sit there and be lectured for six hours at a time. Yeah, it was... It's... I, I'm telling you, it's ridiculous. It's absurd. Yeah, yeah. And so, the, the second coming, the landmark education, whatever it's called. That sounds like some Al Ron Hubbard shit. Yeah, they tried to call it education for, I think, for tax reasons. I mean. They went with the last name Hubbard. Be, suspe be suspect of. Uh-huh. I'll just tell you that right now. Okay. Well, I don't know what to say about that. I'm not racist, but I have experience. <laughs> the only Hubbard I know through you is a white guy. I'm saying he was bad, so most Hubbards are probably bad. Oh, okay. There you go. Turns out the man was bad. Bad machine. Okay. Well, didn't work properly. He doesn't, never, never could work properly. He doesn't know where we live, does he? I know where he lives. Okay. In hell. All right. Anyway, uh, this episode 
is uh, not about Est. It's not about the Hubbard family. How about Ralph Nader? It's not about Ralph Nader. There's nothing greater than Ralph Nader. That was my off-Broadway musical. Is it? Was it? There's is nothing, it? Was it? There's nothing greater than Ralph Nader? I want you to want Ralph Nader. <laughs> okay. That was the other title. That was the second act opening. That's excellent. It was a guy who looked like, uh, what's his name? From Cheap Chick. Cheap Trick from Cheek Trip. That's my band, Cheek Trip. Cheek Trip. Yeah, it's a bunch of chicks singing Cheap Trick songs. That's awesome. Yeah, it gets very confusing, though. It kind of does, because if you're in your band and it's a bunch of chicks, uh, there's something you wanted to tell me? Cheek Trip. Cheek Trip. All right. So, first of all, you haven't, you haven't been around for a while. You've been recording music. Hey, um, I've been all over the world. Fuck this coronavirus, am I right? All right. Uh, so last week we did the uh, read my first draft, my first draft of uh, Blonde Reckoning, and you uh, were kind enough to do some voices for that. Yeah, I was in Rome at the time. I phoned it in. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nobody messes with the captain. <laughs> you're doing the. I'm the, all over the map. Uh huh. That's not the I'm captain. I'm not a stylist. Uh-huh. I'm a wildest. I see. Uh, so it's it's good to have you back. I'm sure everybody. Uh huh. What? What? Uh, okay. I'm sure everybody's pleased to have you back. Let me jump the gun. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you do that. So this week's episode is about Gislin. I've. It's not a name. Like, now Gislin is that down the road from Penny Lane? It's apparent. Is, is that code for what Paul McCartney was really thinking about? Perhaps. Perhaps, but... Oh, do you know that Penny Lane is now racist? It is? Yes, they're trying to rename Penny Lane. Why? They name it Dead Lennon. Are you serious? No, but okay, it, the first part it. I am serious about. Why do they think it's racist? Uh, apparently the pennies or penny has something to do with slavery. So this is the Penny Lane, which is immortalized in that Beatles song with its blue suburban skies. These signs were defaced during a recent Black Lives Matter protest. Someone wrote racist over the top of it and scribbled out the penny. And the reason being, there's some confusion over where the name of this street even comes from. Some people think that it's linked to a slave trader called James Penny, who lived and operated out of Liverpool. But the International Slavery Museum here in Liverpool says that the evidence linking James Penny to Penny Lane is inconclusive. And moreover, some people point to the fact that some maps show Penny Lane on the map some 20 or 30 years before James Penny even made it into Liverpool. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, Why would I lie? Because you do it all the time. No, I'm trying to sing that song. Why would I lie? Ugh. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think Dr. John has crawled inside me. That's <laughs> yeah, not a good thing. Okay. I, I have experience. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. Dr. John, he also plays guitar. Another John who played guitar. The man played guitar so well, then he got shot in the bar in the hand, and he had to start playing piano. Then he becomes one of the better piano players. He had the music in him. Mac Rebenack. The man got shot in his fingers. By who? By a hoodlum. I see. I think it was Juicy Smollett. Oh. It was in the French Quarter. I see. Uh, Anyway, uh, 
Gislin. It's pronounced Gislin. As oh, far as I I've been able to. I thought it was Gislaine. Well, it's it's. If you're Lionel, it's Gislaine. Gislaine uh, is how it's, it looks, but Gislin apparently. What can, who what, or, or, or you just name your child hippopotamus? I think maybe the S is actually silent, and it's. Hippopotamus. Gillen. Gillen. I think oh, it's, no, that sounds French. I think it's Gillen. Is she French? I don't know. Uh, she's a British socialite. Her father was a tycoon. How did he become a tycoon? She is a British socialite and philanthropist who was known for her association with financier and convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. How did he become a financier? The youngest child of disgraced publishing tycoon. See, the word tycoon is etched upon my mind. Robert Maxwell. The, wor- the word etched upon my mind is literally etched upon my mind. She, it's a phrase. She moved to the United States after her father's death in 1991 and became a close associate of Epstein. Oh, that's convenient. How do you do that? How do you, well, you don't teach these things in school. How do you do any of these things? How do you become a socialite? Why, well, you're born into that? I think you're a socialite when your parents are rich and you don't have a job. God damn it. That sounds too easy. Well, it sounds... That sounds like some luck of the draw, one, one, 99%er, man. Hey, man. Wall Street, man. Yeah, but you know what? Look at it this way. What happened to the Wall Street protests? Oh, God, I hope all of those people died. Um, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> sorry. Well, that's a little harsh, man. <laughs> we're trying they, to preach like yoga and eggplant no, they were. here, man. They weren't. You know what they were? They were Black Lives Matter. It's hey, the same Marxist bullshit. That's what I'm getting at. Hey, welcome to yoga and eggplant. Can I help you? Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, Gislin, Ghislaine, G-Lane, uh... Anyway, uh, so I think what happens is if you're a socialite, you have too much time on your hands to get into some fucking trouble, apparently. All right. Well, now that leaves me to something that I'm not going to talk about. Okay. Too much time on my hands reminds me of the video I just watched, but I will not talk about that. Go on. Oh, my God. David. What? Why did you bring it up? I don't know. I think Robin Williams is inside of me today. Oh. I am very ADD. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Cocaine. Uh, Cocaine. Please. All right. Go on. Okay. So back to Ghislaine. Now, does she have a... Now, I have a feeling... She reminds me a little bit of uh, Sharon Osbourne. They had, like, very influential fathers. Oh, okay. Both English kind of, like, manipulators. I think Sharon Osbourne has been up to a little bit of the ultra naughty. Sharon the Osbourne, violence, perhaps, yes, Sharon. I, I don't, I don't put that past Sharon Osbourne. I, I don't know about this. Even. Well, you know what? I don't. I was gonna say I don't know about the weird sex stuff, but you know what? I'm, Try I'm the, not gonna discount that either. She might be up to that too. Try but the wine, Sharon. I feel like she probably could commit murder. She uh, seems like could she's or has. Well, you know. You know, Ozzy's good, but he ain't that good. We uh. We, <laughs> Don't tell that to Jim Norton. Um, Can you imagine if Sharon Osbourne was John Coltrane's agent? My God, he would have been president of the United States in the 60s. There you I'm go. I'm just saying, that woman has power. Well, maybe she, she glommed on to Ozzy because, uh, she, you know. She, Any man is willing to bite a bat. He says it was by accident. Perhaps he was, uh, what, perhaps he was, uh, you know, he's malleable. Well, he's a fucking lunatic. That's well, maybe he's easily led is what I'm saying. A lot of times know. those kind I, of folks will gravitate to someone who will just do what they say. I just think that Sharon Osbourne looks a little too booked by the cover to not be evil. Because she looks evil. She looks evil. She does look evil. 
Okay, back to uh, what we're talking about. Yeah, because... I the, think their parents... I'm just saying, I think their, their fathers were best friends. That's probably what I'm getting at. Is that true? Well, I, if you look closely, I wouldn't doubt they were in the same circle. All right. Well, I have not looked closely. Uh, you don't want to look too closely. But, uh, okay, so Ghislaine, or whatever her name is, was born in 1961 in France. So there you go. You Boom. were right about the French. Okay, so she has a French mother probably. This fucking lunatic was in France having an affair, and that's what happened. The ninth and youngest child of Elizabeth Maynard, ninth. a French-born scholar, and Robert Maxwell, a Czechoslovakian-born British media proprietor. Okay, what I tell you, the mother was French. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else do I know? Her father was from a Jewish family. Exactly. Owen Benjamin, come in. <laughs> and her mother was of... Huguenot descent. I love that descent. That sounds like a Peugeot, but it's Huguenot. A religious group of French Protestants. Ooh, that sounds dangerous. Maxwell, Maxwell was born two days before a car accident left her older brother Michael in a prolonged coma at age 15. Oy vey. Unresponsive for several years until his death in 67. Oh, that's traumatic. Her mother reflected that the accident had an effect on the entire family, yeah. with Ghislaine becoming anorexic while she was still a toddler. Oh, my God. How do you become an anorexic toddler? She's very intelligent. <laughs> She's very, very in touch with her feelings. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, poor Ghislaine. Uh, to become anorexic, don't you have to... Who wrote this? Her agent? Yeah, probably. I th- it does sound like they're trying to get s- sympathy for her, right? Yes. Ugh, disgusting. What else? Uh, throughout childhood, she resided with her family in Oxford at Headington Hill Hall. Oh, that sounds exclusive. A 53-room mansion. That sounds big. Where the offices of Pergamon Press, a publishing company run by Robert Maxwell, were also located. So it was a live-work mansion. Ah, oh, everyone needs one. Her mother said all her children were brought up as Anglicans. I never heard of such a thing. It's a... How about Anglicans? That's a negative outlook. Anyway, uh, uh, Maxwell attended Marlboro College. Marlboro, that's a hippie school in Massachusetts. And but... And... Beloyal College? I I think these are in England. Yes, both of them in... In Oxford, maybe, or at least in that area. She had a close relationship with her father and was widely credited with being her father's favorite child. I bet she had a close relationship. You think so? You think that's where it all started? A little too close. Come sit on daddy's crap. The Times reported that Robert Maxwell did not permit Ghislaine to bring her boyfriends home or to be seen with them publicly after she started attending university. Yeah, the man was a lunatic. So you think he was a pedophile? Well, I think if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have her. I don't know what he was. If it wasn't a pedophile, he was a controlling lunatic. He was a prominent member of the London, of the London social scene in the 1980s. This motherfucker was a tycoon. Oh, no, she was. I'm sorry, she was. Oh. He was a tycoon. She founded a woman's club named after the original Kit Kat Club. I don't know what that is. I don't know. They're trying to really make you feel like she's a regular person. Why? Everybody forms clubs called Kit Kat Club. That's not normal. All right. Skip ahead. 
She moved to the United States in 1991, just after her father's death. Yeah, she would have never let, finally got out, of, got out of the grip of a lunatic. She was photographed boarding a Concorde to cross the Atlantic, causing outrage amidst the pension scandal due to the high cost of the flight. I see, you made me skip ahead, but apparently there was some sort of pension scandal. Oh, yeah, her father was involved with embezzling the whole newspaper he was in charge of, is my take on it. It says here that... Okay, so yeah, we have to go. Oh, you told me to skip yeah, ahead. Yeah, skip but... ahead and let's go back now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Maxwell spent a, lo- a large amount of time in the late 80s aboard her father's yacht, which was equipped with a jacuzzi, a sauna, a gym, and a disco. Uh, Robert Maxwell had also tailor-made a New York company for her. The company, which dealt in corporate gifts, was not profitable. The Sunday Times reported that Maxwell flew to New York on November 5, 1990, to deliver an envelope on her father's behalf that, unknown to her, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, was part of a plot initiated by her father to steal $200 million from Berlitz shareholders. So Berlitz must have been uh, his company? A Japanese-owned language, education, and leadership training company. This all sounds like stuff that are words put together. None of us know. First of all, well, you what, what's a corporate gift? Oh, like a basket with like coffee and popcorn. Uh, to or, who? Or even then you go like that. That would be like a, a the basic one. But then say if it's a corporate gift that's... Uh, for, from one CEO to another, it could be, you know, safari tickets and an outfit or something. Or it could be ridiculous. Of a tycoon. Yeah, it could be, it could be absurdly, it could be a million dollars or more, depending on, you know, whatever. Okay. But, so, I mean, it, it, that's a real thing. I've seen corporate gifts. I know. Uh, of all kinds, of almost all kinds. When I worked down at, uh, who cares what I have to say? Anyway, um, so, so something about this fucking scandal. Uh, after Maxwell's father purchased the New York Daily News in January 91, he sent her to New York City to act as his emissary. In May of 1991, Maxwell and her father took the Concord on business to New York where he quickly departed for Moscow and left her to present his interests at an event honoring Simon Wiesenthal, a Jewish-Australian Holocaust survivor and Nazi hunter. In November 1991, his body was found floating in the sea near the Canary Islands and the Lady Ghislaine. You! I guess that's the name of the uh, yacht. Immediately following his death, Ghislaine flew to Tenerife. I guess that is in the Canary Islands, where the yacht was berthed to attend his business paperwork. All right. Now, who has a large enough vagina to give birth to a yacht? That's disgusting. No, it's not the. It's not that. It's not spelled that way. Oh. Uh, though a verdict of death by accidental drowning was recorded. Maxwell has since said she believes her father was murdered. 
He did not commit suicide. That was not consistent with his character. I think he was murdered. After his death, he was found to have fraudulently appropriated the pension assets of Mirror Group Newspapers, a company that he ran and in which he held a large share of ownership to support his share price. There were reportedly over 440 million pounds in pension funds missing, which left the surviving Maxwell family members and the British government in a bind to repay the 32,000 people affected. Well, that's quite a bind. Two of Maxwell's brothers, Ian and Kevin, who were the most involved with their father in daily business dealings, were arrested in June of 92 and charged with fraud. Yeah, they're back on the scene now. The brothers were acquitted of the charges three and a half years later. Yeah, they're still investing in children. Uh, In 92, she had moved to an apartment of an Iranian friend overlooking Central Park, at the time, she worked at the real estate at a real estate office on Madison Avenue and was reported to be socializing with a group that included Ivana Trump and Adnan Khashoggi's son. See, this is not only is it uh, edited to make her feel seem like a normal person, but now they're going to throw in Trump's name. Yeah, and Khashoggi. Everybody loves to slander Khashoggi. It's Let just, me tell you something. If I had the name Khashoggi, I'd be the hit of the town. Adnan Khashoggi's son, though. And Adnan they don't even Khashoggi tell you his name. Putting on the Ritz. My name's putting on the Ritz. It's just Adnan Khashoggi's son, but Ivana Trump's name is full front and center. I understand. It's, it's absurd. It's uh, absurd because, honestly, she, she was... Him and her, Epstein and Giz... Gazelle, Gazelle, what is Gislaine. Gislaine. Uh, <clears throat> the two of them were literally best friends with the Clintons. Best friends. But here we got Wikipedia who just wants to throw a Trump name in there just for the hell of it. I mean, there's a photograph of her at Chelsea's wedding. Ooh, that doesn't bide well. Bode. Yes, bide either. Okay. Like Biden. Anyway, this oh, is, gosh. It is once again Wikipedia. It's, you know, when you have anybody that can go in and edit, this is what you get. Here, she just said, you know, she's a poor little rich girl. Feel sorry for her. She unknowingly did this. What else has she done? Well, and then it just starts with the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. Um, it says Maxwell has been associated and photo- photographed with Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, and Alan Dershowitz. What it doesn't say is that everybody but Donald Trump, those, the, the photo of them with Donald Trump is kind of like, here, let's take a picture together. It's not like, hey, we're friends hanging out. All these other pictures. Like the one with Elon Musk. All the other pi- pictures are clearly they're buddying around. <clears throat> it's, it's, they're trying hard here, but whatever. He isn't, they are they're in a picture with Trump and Melania. That's not a lie. Yeah, there's also a picture of her with uh, Michael Bolton. Mm, what does that tell you? I fucking told you about Michael Bolton. I hear you. I said, what does that tell you? I know what you told me. I told you about Michael Bolton. I'm going to say it again anyway. And I told you how all those fucking judges on Dancing with the Stars reacted to Michael Bolton because they fucking knew. If you go back and watch those 
they hated him because they knew. Yeah. And I knew because a, a dead, a, a passed along singer has told me about it on the phone. She was obsessed with um, incest stories in Hollywood. Obsessed with incest on the next Hollywood Tonight. And she told me that Bolton got caught going over Mexico line, I think, you know. with a child in his car. Let's see. That can be traced back. Let's find his rat passport. I don't know. It, it never it didn't become a big thing, but... Anyway, so... Look, Epstein and Ghislaine are fucking disgusting people. And she was uh, indicted an 18-page indictment that was recently unsealed. And this is just for a few years. This is 94 to 97. Mm. They didn't stop in 97, but for some reason they... uh, This group of girls in this particular time frame have spoken up. All right. And they have tried to speak up before. And I recently watched uh, an episode about Ghislaine, Ghislaine, whatever, on... Uh, G-Dog, we like to call it. G-Dog, G-Max. Uh, the Australian 60 Minutes. And they What's have... That? How long is that? I thought it was a, oh, that's a punchline. Is it a punchline? Is there a joke there? The Australian 60 Minutes, dot, 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 and the punchline is? The punchline is, is that they they talk to three or four of these girls that are all in that, this time zone. Are they Australian? Time era. What? They're all Australian? No. None of them are Australian. Well, then what the hell are they doing? What are they talking about? Because it's, it's, it's world news. I bet they wouldn't talk about it if they was Australian. They'd be trying to keep it shut down, hushing it up. Like, oh, those Americans, those slutty Americans. Let's talk about them. No, they were taught... It was uh, one woman who seems to be the main person over there at uh, Australian 60 Minutes. And as good as the interviews are, they totally do not talk about the amount of times... Clinton was on that fucking flight or the amount of times that the Clintons as a family went to Epstein's dude ranch out west on vacation. Apparently they were there every year. Every year. Uh, I think that's what the movie City Slickers was based on. No. Oh. Uh, (laughs) What is wrong with you? Dude ranch. But seriously. Uh... So, Australian 60 Minutes does these... Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Oh, the Australian 60 Minutes is probably run by Rupert Murdoch's family. So, they're going to slander everyone they want to. They, what do you think of them apples? They do not talk about Clinton. They talk about Prince Andrew. They, they laser focus on Prince Andrew. But the hmm. truth of the matter is, is that there are, there are photos of Clinton... On that plane, there are they're, they're coming for Clinton. They're gonna have to come for Clinton because you, he was on the plane twenty six times to go to that island. 
not even like like there i think donald trump was on that plane once but that's not where he went like well, he didn't where did he go i think he just went from one place to another that's unfortunate it's unfortunate but i think i think epstein and gillay no gillay Why is everybody no? on this nigga's plane what what did you just say what Anyway, I think they were opportunists and they wanted to get, they wanted to look like they were friends with all these people. And I think they eventually did become friends with a lot of these people. Now, Dershowitz is also in a lot of trouble. People have gone to that island. Katy Perry has been to that island. Lady Gaga has been to that island. It's not, there's a ton of people. A lot of these spirit cooking people cross-section with these people who went to that island. Has John Podesta been to the island? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna... I don't know. I don't want to say yes or no, but there... This is the thing, and this is why people who discounted Pizzagate are fucking out of their minds. This shit is real. Pizzagate is real. There is a group of people out there who will protect themselves and cover for one another, who absolutely love to abuse children. There is, it is so shocking, it's so horrible that it's something that we don't think is real. And so when Pizzagate came around, people were like, no way, that's real, that's, that's disgusting. No, no normal human would do that. There are groups of people out there who maybe they aren't human. I don't fucking know. I don't know. You know, we well, do 23andMe, and you think that DNA is the end-all, be-all. Maybe it's not. Maybe there's something else out there beyond DNA that we don't fucking know about, and these creatures, these evil fucking whoa, beings... Oh, hey, take it easy. You're giving away not, your next book. Are, hey. not, are not human, and or they are not of this uh, realm. This I don't know. This brings me to my next topic. Okay. Uh, we, we have a GoFundMe set up. We do not. Uh, and I'd like you to donate because I am going to be showing a film featuring Corey Feldman. And it's going to expose everything that's going on in the falafel industry. The falafel. <laughs> now, in the falafel industry, we mm -hmm. have a lot of corruption. Is that, that goes true? untold. I'll leave it at that. Because lives are in danger. I but see. Please, please. The falafel army is going to come after us. And me and Corey are going to expose the hypocrisy. Uh, what? Yeah. See, it's a whole new thing. It's a high level hypocrisy. I see. Hypocrisy. Well, I look forward to that. Please donate. Uh, we do not have a GoFundMe. Set one up for me and donate. GoFundMe would not. GoFundMe does not allow conservative things. I'm not conservative. I am very liberal with my insanity. I see. Well, that you can is have true. some. I can, we all have want a slice of crazy. Here, I got a pie full. <laughs> all right, excellent. Anyway, uh, I wanted to read to you from the uh, indictment. See what your take is. All right. Are can, you ready? Can you lower your voice? Put on a voice. What? Some sort of effect. What are you talking about? You're going to read something. Uh, maybe you can produce it a little. Put on a harmonizer. Octave. Do you not want me to read something? I want it, but you know, with a little reverb or phase effect. 
Why is that? I don't know. I thought it would be fun. Okay. We want to. We want to veil. We need to veil the evil in some humor. Shroud it. Exactly. <laughs> A veil of humor shrouding the the lunacy. It's like on airplane where the woman says, "I speak jive." <laughs> I speak Dave. I speak a dive. <clears throat> All right. The charges set forth herein stem from the role of Ghislaine Maxwell, the defendant in the sexual exploitation and abuse of multiple minor girls by Jeffrey Epstein. In particular, from at least in or about 1994 up to and including at least in or about 1997, Maxwell assisted, facilitated, and contributed to Jeffrey Epstein's abuse of minor girls by, among other things, helping Epstein to recruit, groom, and ultimately abuse victims known to Maxwell and Epstein to be under the age of 18. When was this from? Uh, 94 to 97. No, so when, was this, when was this? Oh, it's like within the last five days when she was arrested. Well, they put this together in the last five days? No, I think they were working on it, and then... When this she- happened in 94 and in 97, and it hasn't come out till now? Well, that's the thing. This is, be- this, this is the other thing. This came out mostly because Q and on. Those Q folks were digging and digging and digging into the Pizzagate, into pedophiles, yeah. and they, they made... The QAnon movement is huge. Maybe they should change the name. No, it's fine. I like the name. It's huge, though. It's it's vast. It's worldwide. And one of the things they are tackling is this Pizzagate pedophile shit. I didn't become a member of QAnon. You just you just follow the Q post. You follow the forums. That's not stringent enough. There's no screening for your credentials. That waters down QAnon. No, it doesn't. Well, what the hell? Any lunatic can contribute? Any dedicated fiend? Yeah, I mean, That's yeah. Terrible. No, it's not terrible. Well, look what what... I imagine if back in the day, if you were a journalist, and then all of a sudden, anyone could be a journalist, you wouldn't have a job. Yeah, that's like it is today. Yeah, but... That's exactly what it is today. Yeah, but there are no real journalists. positive sides to, to, is good and bad to everything. No. The people of QAnon have worked tirelessly. They're to not. Un- there's no people. It's a collective that doesn't exist. It's a collective there's no meeting. They don't get together and decide. They things. get together online and they do. They who has the say? There's there's the ultimate person Q, whoever that might be. Oh come on! So if you're part of the group, you get to talk to Q. No, no one talks to Q. Hey, Q talks to you. Q is like fucking the Wizard of Oz. Well, Behind a curtain, some fucking lunatic doesn't even exist, perhaps. No, Dave. They, they fucking stabbed me, Mal. David. Eh? Q exists. I Q don't is know. Q the universe. Oh, my God. You need to be quiet Q now. doesn't exist. How can he exist if you can't verify it? Because he posts. 
He's got. But he's, he's not a person. He's not. He one is person. a person. He's got a website. He's got. He's got an. Uh, oh my god! You don't know, and you're domain. not letting me tell you. He's got a domain. <laughs> he's got an IP. Okay. Address. Dave. Huh? How do you confirm it's coming from the same guy? Because you can confirm. Q. Okay. So eight eight coon. Oh God! Come at, on. Okay. Eight coon. Eight coon dot com. I think it's dot com. What? Well, they got It's go. eight chan. It's. A, what is Infinity Kuhn? Chan. What is that? Anyway, Q posts exclusively there. Yeah. They know it's the same person that is coming from the same place. It's verified from from 2017 when this started. So All there right. is a person named Q and who no one posts. was bothered to go to his house and talk to him. They can't tell where his house is. He's hidden behind well, they, a whole bunch know, of things. You can get goddamn Osama bin Laden. You can't get Q. Anyway, you've got to listen. Uh-huh. He will post something, and he will say, "Do the research," and the people will do the research. More people. Some people just read Q posts. So and Q is Julian Assange. Oh my God! No, yeah. it's not. Oh. But some people do research. Some people just read it and pass it along. But it's a it's it's a huge, huge, huge amount of people. So um, anyway, they got on to this uh, PizzaGate. And then they got on to Epstein, and they made such a stink with Epstein that Mike Cernovich picked it up. Yeah. And Mike Cernovich started suing, uh, I guess, a Miami, Miami courts for, uh, you know, uh, in, for depositions lawyer? or whatever. I don't, he, I'm sure he hired an attorney. And then when he started doing that, one of the Florida newspapers jumped in and also started suing for this paperwork. And so the paperwork came out, and it was clear that he was not, uh, that Epstein was not really punished at all uh-huh. for his uh, wrongdoings in 2000 and whatever, six, gotcha. five, whenever that was. All right. And his attorney was Dershowitz. So uh, the deals were made that should not have been made for a, a pedophile. Mm-hmm. And so they were able to re- retry him, I guess, or re-arrest him. And that's all because of Q, Cernovich, and then this other newspaper. But mostly the, the QAnon folks started it. They, they started this... I mean, they made a, they raised a huge stink. It was everywhere on Twitter. It was you couldn't you couldn't not read about it if you were <clears throat> if you were into this uh, whole right. thing. Okay. So um, that's that's where this started. That's why this stuff is is back in the in the fore now. It started a um, uh, you know. I don't know what to make of any of it. It's, I think it's amazing, and I think it's amazing what people can do. Uh, and these girls started speaking up, which I think is in this in the uh, in the Australian sixty minutes. Um, these women, I say girls, but they're women now. Uh, they were they were threatened with their lives. They were th- their families' lives were threatened if they were if they were to tell anybody B- by Ghislaine. She th- she said to to one girl, you know, it would b- really be easy to uh, shoot you in the head. 
By going to police, Maria felt the full force of Maxwell's fury. Terrified, Maria went into hiding and gave up her art career. What sort of threats has she made against you? Originally, it started with things like, I'm going to burn your art, and then I'm going to burn your career, and then I'm going to burn you and the house you live in. And then it was, oh, be careful crossing a street. You know, you can get shot in the back of the head. You know, they were threats against my life, and I told the FBI this. Do you reflect on how different life would be for so many women today if the FBI had investigated your complaints in 1996. Yeah. They, yeah. I think about it all the time. I do. And it hurts a lot. And I never had children because of it. Because I didn't feel like they would be safe. Uh, basically, if you're going to tell somebody that, you're not going to do it. When if you're, you're going to do it, you would have done it. When you're in, no, see, if you told. I'm just saying, someone says that, says that to you, they're not as dangerous as someone who just does it. Well, that, that's probably true, but they were trying to control these girls. Not, they weren't, murdering them wasn't the first thing Naivety on the list. Naivety is a goddamn bitch. Uh-huh. Anyway. And speaking of which. The victims were as young as 14 years old when they were groomed and abused by Maxwell and Epstein, both of whom knew that certain victims were, in fact, under the age of 18. All right. So, uh, why wasn't this dealt with back then? I don't understand how I'm you telling you, he got it. How do you cut a deal? I don't know. What is that? Justice has long been denied in this sordid case. Why did you keep going back if you didn't want to go back? In 2005, an investigation started into Epstein for the sexual abuse of more than 40 young girls in Florida. I don't know what to do. Prosecutors had the evidence and the opportunity to put this sexual predator away for life. Instead, Epstein negotiated a secret seedy deal. He'd plead guilty to the lesser charge of unlawfully paying for sex with a teenager, for which he'd serve just over a year in jail. In return, he was let off all other charges, And incredibly, his co-conspirators, including Glenn Maxwell, were given full immunity in Florida. As a part and in furtherance of their scheme to abuse minor victims, Ghislaine Maxwell, the defendant, and Jeffrey Epstein enticed and caused minor victims to travel. What is this called? An indictment? Yes. You know, they never list the good things in the indictment. What do you mean? I'm just saying, if someone's, you know, they never bother to say he donated $50,000 of that illegal cocaine money to uh, elderly people. Mm-hmm. That's, they, they don't mention that when they're trying to, uh, you know, arrest him and take all his everything. I'm just saying, sometimes even bad people do good stuff. Oh, but they're not going to mention that in the indictment. I mean, what if she, what, well, that's what the, if she bought them ice cream? They're not going to say that. They actually do say that. Oh, my God. This is a groundbreaking indictment. This fucking indictment's the best indictment in the world. You know, you think an indictment's going to be bad. All of a sudden, I got tickets to the goddamn Grateful Dead in my indictment. Boom. Funny you should say that. Because in the indictment, uh, count four, uh, it says, Maxwell and Epstein would spend time building friendships with minor victims by, 
for example, taking minor victims to the movies or shopping. Some of these outings would involve Maxwell and Epstein spending time together with a minor victim, while some would involve Maxwell or Epstein spending time alone with a minor victim. So they, that's part of the grooming process. So hmm. uh, movies, shopping, you know, stuff that teenage girls like. All right. Well, and, you know I what, stand corrected. Yeah, well, that's fine. You know what's really weird about this indictment, though, is that they included photos. I don't know that that's ever been done in the past. I don't know. But there's photos of them with their arm around each other. And it's, it's funny in that uh, Australian 60 Minutes, and, you know, I keep re- referencing that because this is the first time I've seen these girls. Um, the one girl, uh, Vir- Virginia Jeffrey, her, her name has been out there for a long time. But these other girls have always just been, you know, minor two, minor three or whatever. So uh, it was the first time I've seen them. But in the Australian 60 Minutes, they interview um, some other socialite. And uh, she said that uh, Ghislaine tried to tell her that she was Jeffrey's girlfriend. And this woman said, I knew that she wasn't. In the early 90s, the well-connected Christina Oxenberg, a member of the Serbian royal family and a cousin to the British royals, met Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, his alleged madam, now charged with procuring girls for him and sometimes joining in the abuse. She wanted me to believe that she was Jeffrey's girlfriend, but I knew that she wasn't. But she wanted that to be the the storyline. How did you know she wasn't his girlfriend? Because she's not 12. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, snap. (laughs) Really great shit. Uh, So, um, there are fucked up people out in this world. There are fucked up people. And it's, there's, just like there's serial killers, there are serial child abusers, there are these weird spirit cooking people. It's out there. And without the internet, we wouldn't know about them. You know, the internet is being used for, for bad, honestly. I wish, it, I wish it hadn't been invented and I wish there was no social media. Bad per net. Bad per net. Pooper net. Badder net. Stinker net. I like pooper net best. Will Arnett. Will Arnett is Chris also... Barnell. No, no Chris Parnell. No Chris Parnell. Bad Chris Parnell. So, what do you have to say, Dave? What do you like more, Will Arnett or Will Forte? Because I'm a big Will Forte fan. I'm going to say Will... I hear he's an asshole. Yeah, I hear Will Arnett is too, though. I think everybody is an asshole. Wait, who's Will Arnett? Will Arnett is the Batman in the Lego movies. Which one's Will Forte? And I think he's also Bojack Horseman. Okay, I, I, I'm I'm more into Will Arnett. I, 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 you hate to tell he's an me. asshole. Okay. I think the I'm more into the asshole. When you say hate I like you. this person, but I, he, I hear he's an asshole. I think you pretty much. I think everybody is. I I think anybody. Media is asshole. Media, yeah, is asshole. Uh. I think it's, it's few and far between that you get people that are probably not assholes. Gosh darn it. Come on. Give me some more of this terrible tale. 
You keep interrupting me because you don't want to talk about the terrible tale, I see. Talk about the tale. I know, but the, the Will Forte, Will Arnett thing was just as I was talking about this. Oh, what were you saying? Why would I say such a thing? Uh, I don't know. I think we were talking about the internet. And I said poopernet. And you said Will Arnett. Ah, uh, yes. Well, now we're here. Max says, oh, which one is it for you? Okay, just kidding. Go on. <laughs> it was definitely Will Forte for me. Is it Forte or Forte? What? Farrell or Pharrell? I think he pronounces it Will Pharrell. But I think everyone else pronounces it Will Farrell. I thought it was just Tracy Morgan who pronounced it like that. Pharrell? Yeah. No, I think he does. Will Pharrell? All right. Come on now. Hit me with some more jizz. Lane? Yeah, that too. Between approximately in or about 1994 and in or about 1997, Ghislaine Maxwell, the defendant, facilitated Jeffrey Epstein's access to minor victims by, among other things, inducing and enticing and aiding and abetting the inducement and enticement of multiple minor victims. Yo, that's some Flavor flavor lyrics right there. Victims were groomed and or abused at multiple locations. Bill Cosby. Including the following. A multi-story private residence on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Everybody should have one. Owned by Epstein which is depicted in the following photograph. There's That's one of those photographs. That's a fine-looking residence. Do you know where that is? No. Do you know much about the east side? Well, I do, but I don't know much about him. No, but you usually can tell when you look at a picture. Why not from that? It looks like it's something in the 60s to 80s on the east side. But oh, who am I to well, say? that's close enough. Uh, an estate in Palm Beach, Florida, owned by Epstein. That looks like somewhere that uh, the guy who had shirts would be shot. Guy who had shirts would be shot. Versace. Oh. Andrew Kunani. No, that was Key West. Hey, yo, it's Kunani up in the motherfucker. Uh-huh. Andrew Kunani. A ranch in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Now, this is the one where the, the Clintons went on vacation every year after they left the White House. Every year. That sounds They would suspect. go to this, uh, this place here, they wouldn't stay at the main house, but I guess they had like a... Has Joe Biden ever been there? Was he on the plane? I don't know if Joe Biden was on the plane. Motherfucker's free of the plane? I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, you know. Only politician not to be on the plane. That should, he should run on that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, so that's a big, sprawling uh, New Mexico ranch. All right. Also with a photograph, and uh, Maxwell's personal residence in London, England. All right. Now, that's the residence where this young lady says she was uh, trafficked. That's the word they're going with, to Prince Andrew. Virginia roberts Dufresne has long maintained she was trafficked to the prince by Epstein. She says she met you in 2001. She dined with you. She danced with you, and she went on to have sex with you in a house in Belgravia belonging to Ghislaine Maxwell. Didn't happen. It's a claim the Prince famously denied in this car crash interview with the BBC last year. I I, I have no recollection of ever meeting her. 
she was very specific about that night. Mm. She described dancing with you no. and you profusely sweating <laughs> and that she went on to have bath, there's a, there's possibly... A, there's a slight problem with, 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 with the sweating um, because uh, I, I have a peculiar medical condition which is that I don't sweat um, or I didn't sweat at the time and that was... Oh, actually, yes, I didn't sweat at the time. Prince Andrew is likely sweating right now. With her arrest, there's speculation Maxwell will reveal all the dark and dirty secrets, naming all the men who were party to them. In the event that she were to become a cooperator, I think that we can, we can deal with that. Just for the record, you've been on his private plane? Yes. You've been to stay on his private island? Yes. You've stayed at his home in Palm Beach? Yes. You visited Gellin Maxwell's house in Belgravia in London? Yes. Let's put it this way. He doesn't seem innocent. Mm. And, you know, maybe this is why Fergie left him. Do they have the same laws in England as they do here? Maybe that's tolerated there. I mean, I don't think so. I don't think it's tolerated there. Well, ask Bill Wyman. Bill Wyman? Uh, what about Jimmy Seville? As he would say, Bill, why not, man? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I think it's rampant. I think it's rampant, and I think it's really rampant in these social circles where people have fucking money. Because money can buy everything, apparently. Yes. And, uh... It's, I'm, I'm disgusted by all of it. I'm disgusted by all of it because you know what? If I had a shit ton of money, my mind would never go that this would be a thing. That, that was not where my mind would go. That's good. I'm glad of that. I would probably think of something like, oh, let, let, let me have a fleet of food trucks. Something stupid that would waste Fleet of food trucks. Uh, that would be fun for me or, or, you know, uh. I'd have a watermelon truck. Would you? Yeah. Have you ever seen one? Have I talked about this before? Probably. Watermelon man. It's a real thing. Not anymore, right? In the black neighborhoods, the truck would come through with a guy on the back with watermelons. A flatbed truck with a bunch of watermelons. And people would buy them. You know who wouldn't buy one? Earl Douglas. Thank you. <laughs> he doesn't like watermelon? He loves it, but he will not be seen in public eating one. That's ridiculous. Because he's a victim of racism. His own inflicted racism. His inf- yeah, self-inflicted racism. If you're a black person and you don't enjoy watermelon or fried chicken or whatever else that you should be enjoying because I mean, you we all enjoy it. You don't stand on a soapbox and, and make racial, face, racial, racial gestures and say something absurd while you eat it and call attention to yourself, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy yourself. You don't yeah. got to reenact, you know, Amos and Andy. Just have us some watermelons. Have some delicious watermelon for yourself. All I'm saying is, or some in my town, they used to do that. I wonder if they still do. In Anglewood? Hey, now everybody knows that I'm the racist from Anglewood. You're not a racist. Oh, I just like watermelon. Relax. We man. all love watermelon. Dude, who oh, doesn't like hey, watermelon? Hey, hey, hey. I just told you. No, you said he loves That's it. You right. just won't eat it he in does. public. That's what I told you. You really read between the lines. No, I just listen. That a lot of people don't. Yeah. Yeah, and I listen to you're waiting to talk. That's what they say. That's what I say about you. Boom. Okay. Uh, 
Among the victims induced or enticed by Ghislaine Maxwell, the defendant, were minor victims identified herein as minor victim one, minor victim two, and minor victim three. I played all of those in the movie. In particular, and during the time periods relevant to this indictment, Maxwell engaged in the following acts, among others, with respect to minor victims. Max, uh, Maxwell met minor victim one when minor victim one was approximately 14 years old. Where are these people's parents? Well, that's the thing. Epstein and Ghislaine were known as, uh, you know, hoi polloi. They that were in the, in the social scene. If, you, if your parent don't let your kid go off somewhere like that. Yeah, it's disgusting. Maxwell subs, uh, subsequently interacted with minor victim one on multiple occasions at Epstein's residences, knowing that minor victim one was under the age of 18 at the time. During these interactions, which took place between approximately 94 and 97, Maxwell groomed minor victim one to engage in sexual acts with Epstein through multiple means. First, Maxwell and Epstein attempted to befriend minor victim one, taking her to the movies and on shop shopping trips. Maxwell also asked minor victim one about school, her classes, her family, and other aspects of her life. Maxwell then sought to normalize inappropriate and abusive conduct by, among other things, undressing in front of minor victim one and being present when minor victim one undressed in front of Epstein. Within the first year after Maxwell and Epstein met minor victim one, Epstein began sexually abusing minor victim one. Maxwell was present for and involved in some of this abuse. What in kind of a parent names their kid minor victim one? You're setting yourself up for failure. Uh-huh, no. In particular... Uh, would, would Child Protective Services come if they see you've named your kid that? Maxwell involved minor victim one in group sexualized massages of Epstein. And during these group sexualized massages, Maxwell and or minor victim one would engage in sex acts with Epstein. Oh, minor victim one. What are you doing? Are you minor victim shaming? Yeah, minor victim one. Get your shit together. What, are you kidding me? I'm going to cut that part out. Let me tell you something. Uh-huh. I could have been minor victim one. I chose not to be. Thank you. No, that's not true. Boy, I've had people make advances on me when I was underage. Who? I declined those, those advances because I was not a homo. Okay, well, that's different. Thank you. This is, you don't understand what's happening here. Well, an adult comes up to you and says, I'll suck your penis, and you say, no, that's what you do. That's not the same thing here. Well, so they don't you're have missing penises. it. You see what I'm saying? No, it's you are. easier. You are missing the whole point here. What's happening? This is a longer process than that. Man. This is not just a drunken, high person coming up and propositioning you. This is two adults with a lot of money befriending you, buying you stuff, helping you for, with your schoolwork, I taking you to movies. Where no, are you all don't. The parents? It's grooming. I understand that. It's insidious. Where are his parents? I don't it was know. It insidious us. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. I know, but I'm saying it I don't happen. know. It only happens when you let it happen. Okay, Dave, I'm going to have to cut this all out. All right. People get very upset when you make fun of the victims. In I'm these... not making fun of them. Yeah, you are. Well, what You're the wrong. Fuck? They're these these little girls. Like Don Lemon said, they could have bit his penis off. Yeah, like Don Don Lemon said. First My of hero, all, Don Lemon. Yeah. First of all, little boys and little girls do not think the same way. Okay. 
That's just, they're not the same. Good. In spite of what people want to say, that everyone's equal, they're not equal. The thought processes are different. At no point in these three years did this, these kids say, uh, Mom, Dad, uh, I'm hanging out with the Epsteins again. And they're like, oh, no problem. I don't know. I don't know. Why don't they uh, take these parents to court as well for uh, child abuse, lack of supervision? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's maybe that's why they're in the 60 minutes. No one, no one asks them about their parents in the 60 minutes interview. See what I'm saying? They don't get down to the nitty gritty. Well, I'm not child. I'm not the, victim the, shaming. You I kind of know are where, because where the, fuck are the parents, the parents might have been lax in watching the kids, but the crimes are still perpetrated by Ghislaine and Jeffrey Epstein. That's true. And you're watering that down by trying to bring other people into it. These are the crimes. It's kind of like the OJ case, where they won't let you in that OJ trial talk about if, if one of the victims was a piece of shit or not. All right. This is the same thing. It's not about this extraneous shit. Yeah. This is what happened. That did happen. Minor victim two and minor victim three, all of this pretty much are all the same. The groom, the befriending, the shopping. Um, the only thing that changes is location. Uh, all of them were under 18. Um, all of them. This, this indictment is only about Epstein, as far as I can tell. So... It has nothing to do with Clinton's. It has nothing to do with Prince Andrew. It's all her relationship with Epstein and these three girls in particular. But once again, I'll go to that uh, 60 Minutes documentary or that 60 Minutes uh, news piece about these girls. And the uh, interviewer asks her, you know, how many girls were in this one session that you talk about? And the answer is eight. So there are many girls. Um, the lawyer for these girls, these three or four girls that speak up right now, says that in his estimation, there are 50 to 100 girls that have the same tale to tell. Maybe Stanley Kubrick was murdered. Why do you say that? Because eyes wide shut was too close to the truth. I could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't involve children in that, but... Yes, he did. Did he? Wasn't uh, the main character's wife... Oh, was her wife? Oh, no, it was the daughter. Remember the daughter? Oh, I guess I don't remember. I think the main character's daughter. Something weird going on there. The tailor or something. Jesus Christ, do you remember something. that movie better than me? It was a terrible, terrible movie. Anyway. I don't think it's a terrible, terrible movie. I've uh, seen terrible, terrible maybe movies. Maybe it's just that Tom Cruise's was terrible. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've seen... I'd have to see it again. There's, there are really terrible movies. Like, The Room is a terrible movie. Oh, well, that's a whole other level. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. So if you've got Stanley Kubrick as the director, it's not going to be terrible, terrible. It but might be it, unenjoyable. Yeah. Sounds like... Uh, I didn't. Yeah, that our subject was a little too close for to come too little close, a little too close to some people. That might be, and I, you know what, I don't remember the child aspect to that movie, but if that's the case, then you're probably 100 percent right. I think there was a child aspect to the movie. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. I mean, 
Look at his movie in uh, The Shining. About Shining. They were supposed. To, they were implying that Jack Nicholson's character fiddled about with little Danny. <sighs> there was that implication. That's really bad, man. Oh God. Next. I'm getting overloaded with evil child stuff. It is terrible, isn't it? Yes, I'd like to make fun of it. Uh, you can't make fun of it. Nope. Anyway, so I, I guess what I'll ask you is this, since I don't want to read any... No, more. I've never been on the plane. I <laughs> think you'd never been on the plane. That wasn't what I was asking. Oh. But uh, this is an 18-page indictment. It's up and oh available to... Fantasy be- Island might not be... A, maybe that was true. Fantasy, maybe Fantasy Island was based on this. And Tattoo was really Gisane, Gislaine. You know uh, what? You could be right. The motherfucking plane. Well, Anna. wait a second. No, he didn't have that island until the 90s, I think. Yeah, maybe he used that as inspiration. I'm a, oh, I'm he used island. that for inspiration. And bitch, you're going to be my tattoo. Well, you know what? It's funny because he had this to say about living on the island. I'm on my own island. I can think the thoughts I want to think. I can do the work I want to do. I have the freedom explore as, as I see fit. In 2003, as he told a reporter, this island was his world, run by his rules. I realize what I am. I'm very comfortable in my own skin. What I'm really free to do is I'm free to follow my own personality. Yeah, and you wrap that shit up in 60 minutes. It's like the love boat. That gives a, Maybe the love boat was real, too. That was on the way. Oh, my God. He based his life on bad sitcoms. Ah, uh, I think they were not sitcoms. Oh, they were situation comedies. They were... Neither of them were situation they comedies. They were dramedies. What? what love boat the love was, boat is a sitcom. Love boat was not a sitcom. Oh, come on. Was Three's Company a sitcom? Yes. All right, now what's Love Boat? Love Boat was like a one-hour... It was like maybe a dramedy? I'd call it a, a comedy romp. <laughs> maybe it was a comedy. I, I mean... Come on. I know that there was sometimes... What's Siegfried from fucking uh, Get Smart? He was in it. Everybody was in that. Oh, you're talking about the uh, Landsberg? No. So Bernie Capel. Exactly. Another reddish Jew. <laughs> they kind of I they kind of look uh similar or am I mistaken? Uh I think well, I know what you're talking about. They have the same maybe they don't look alike but they have a similar look maybe. Landsberg mm, and Capel. Stubing, what was his name? Captain Stubing. But what's his name in real life? Oh, uh that guy. Oh, shit. My memory is slipping. You're telling me The Love Boat was not a sitcom? Maybe it was. I mean, it had funny parts to it sometimes, depending on... Like, if Sonny Bono was going to be one of the stars, then you know it was going to be funny. But it wasn't always funny, I don't think. Sometimes it was... eh, Maybe it was. Maybe it was a... Maybe it was a sitcom. Any show that has gopher... A character named Gopher is going to be funny. Wasn't his name Gopher? The, uh... 
Yeah, so no, it was definitely Yeoman Fred. And what was the uh, something? Or what was the the handsome Isaac. bartender? Isaac. Isaac. Everyone, everybody loved Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. Everybody was always happy to see Isaac. Until the big scandal. There was no Isaac scandal. Oh, was I'm, there? No, I'm just kidding. You son of a bitch. And then that kooky chick who was probably anorexic. Lauren Tweez. What? Lauren what? Tweez. Tweez? Yes. Tweez to meet you. Thank you. She, uh, somehow, back in the day, there was a, I don't think she was anorexic. I think she was, uh, cocaine was a hell of a drug. Oh, jeez. I'm not entirely sure. She was all Lorraine Newman up. Why do you say that? Because she did so much cocaine oh. back in the day. I don't, but my, I, that's a speculation. Yeah, who knows what's what. I mean, it was it was that time, wasn't it? The late 70s? Yes. Mid to late 70s. So, Love Boat, Fantasy Island. What else was this motherfucker living? Uh, Law and Order. Hello. No. no. Why do you say Law and Order? Because we got a court case against him. Oh. That's, that's, a, that's a stretch. <laughs> he, I don't think he... But in his court case in the 2000s that Dershowitz represented him, he, his, his jail time was so minimal but that they let him out for, like, work release. Like, he could go out. It was a non-thing. Yeah, that's bad. Is R. Kelly still in jail? I don't know. I, I would... he committed less crimes than Epstein. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? He's probably not friends with the Clintons. Oh, is he? I don't even think R. Kelly's in America, He's actually. He's friends with the Clintons, but uh, George Clinton. Ah, well, hey. I guess if you have to be friends with a Clinton, that'd be a decent Clinton. As long as, uh, you know. I do know. Stay away from that stuff. <laughs> All right, so what now? Just Lane's going to go to jail. She's going she's gonna to sing like a... Some sort of bird. Well, once sings. again, I, I mentioned this interviews. Uh, the one girl said that uh, Ghislaine only cares about Ghislaine. That's all she cares about. So she is this under, this young lady's uh, opinion is is that Ghislaine will will tell everything about anybody just to get off or reduce sentence. So um, you know, I. I don't know. I don't know how much she'll tell. I don't know who will get to her. I don't know if they have her. Look, I don't think Epstein killed himself. I, I mean, I know it's a meme. Epstein didn't kill himself. But honestly, I don't think he killed himself. And no one seems to give a shit anymore. So much shit is thrown at us every day that the the really important things... Like Epstein not killing himself, or Obamagate, uh, Spygate, or any of it, just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. And I pretty much think that's by design. So uh, whatever you think is has kind of disappeared. You know what else is by design? What? Calling any scandal gate. Well. You think if Watergate had been a Democrat, they'd still be talking about it as the, the gold mark for scandal? Te- terminology? Probably not, actually. Gate. Oh, Nixon. Oh, yeah, well, let's use that one. Eh? 
Well, Watergate, the hotel was called Watergate. Yeah, I know what the hotel was called. I've been to the Watergate. Oh, you have? I've been to the L'Enfant Plaza. What's Watergate like? Is it nice? I think Monica Lewinsky lived there. I can tell you. I think Monica Lewinsky lived in the Watergate. No, I never been to it. I drove past it. I must have been ten years old because I wasn't driving. Uh All right. Well, that's. (laughs) You know those people who just shove themselves into situations so they can. Oh yeah. Uh I love doing that. That's what we just did. I've been to the Watergate. Well, I drove past it. I think. Okay. Isn't that on the Potomac? Uh-huh. Or the Potomac? Uh-huh. All right. Pontiac? Anyway, uh, any, do you have any, uh, do you think she's going to live? Or do you think she will be Arkansas-ed? Uh, it's too bad she had to die, but then again, What? Something like that. What's the saying? Uh, it's on our wall. It's too bad she won't live, but then again, who does? Well, that sums it up. <laughs> so do you think she'll be Arkansas-ed, or do you think she'll uh, uh, be locked up? I don't know. I think she will be, uh, what was that? Arkansas-ed? Yes. Like Arkansas? Yes. Clinton. It's a Clinton suicide. Clinton. Do you actually, you know what? Do you think, do you think Jeffrey Epstein is dead? Do you think he's really dead? Yeah, I do. Okay. And I think I would assume she won't die, but then again, who knows? I think the COVID will tragically take her life. I don't know why, uh, who's in charge of arresting her right now? The Southern District of New York. And they are famously anti-Trump, right? Well, they just forced this one guy to step down, basically. And then as soon as he steps down and a new guy takes over, mm-hmm. this arrest was made. And is the new guy pro-Trump? I don't know if he's pro-Trump, but he's definitely uh, doesn't seem to be as corrupt as the guy who just stepped down was. Well, then I don't know. I have a feeling that... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to have to see. All right. Uh, I will tell you, I just got a notification on my screen here. Yeah. Davey 504. I pretended to be an anime girl bassist on Omegle. Gone wrong. Fucking clickbait and son of a bitch. I love him. We should do an episode about Davey 504. I'm Davey 504. Nor. Uh-huh. I don't know what that means. You know, like night. Noir. Oh, noir. I see. David Five on Noir. Okay. We'll, we'll 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 explore that next time. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. I'm going to end this now and edit the shit out of it. Hey, Adney Khashoggi called. He wants his goddamn cool name back. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, this has been episode number eighty-five. Did I say that? You know what? We didn't even say we were the middle-aged cool kids. We didn't say any of that. Oh, you know why? Because jumped the gun. No, you jumped the gun with the Ralph Nader. Uh, nothing could be greater than. Uh, nothing could be greater than life with Ralph Nader. Yes. Come on, it's great. Greater than Ruth Bader. Ugh. All right. So uh, this has been episode number eighty-five of the Middle Age Cool Kids. 
super terrific podcast featuring your pals Ron Dave and Fez. And Shecky. Oh, I wish it. <laughs> I wish we were as popular as Ron and Fez. Hi, hi. Um, we will see you next time uh, for episode eighty-six. Hopefully, sooner than later. Um, we've been doing a lot of work around the house. Uh, last year, we took the whole summer off, so we are trying not to do that this time. Um, but we might not be on time uh, with these weekly episodes. Anyway, uh, take care, and we will see you next time, America. Take it easy.